0: Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, I finally got uh, the old microphone all hooked up, so we are uh, rocking, ready to go. I don't know what happened to the music there, but that's fine. Not even worried about it. We're moving on to other bigger and better things. Um, Got myself a new mic, so hopefully the uh, quality of the podcast is greatly improved. That is my hope. Anyways. There should be uh, significantly less background noise is is the the number one thing. I've already been playing around with some of that stuff. Um, I had my son upstairs watching that Bengals game, screaming like a psychopath. And um, it did pick up a little bit of that. But aside from that, there's, there's very little of any of that. Plus, just, you know, better microphone in general. But anyways, it is uh, officially 5.43. I'm going to turn on the Bengals game as we... Or not the Bengals game, the... Um, the other game, as we speak, and um, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm very happy to see that. Not super thrilled to be dealing with that team down the line. I mean, that's that is a, uh, that's a scary football team. I mean, it, it certainly wasn't perfect, which is nice to see. I mean, Joe Burrow was making some kind of young guy mistakes. Um, he wasn't looking absolutely perfect. Go ahead and mute that because that is distracting. But no, I, I think there were some some rookie mistakes being made and whatnot, and the, and you know the defense pass rush wasn't super great. I mean, it showed up when it when they needed it, um, and the coverage wasn't great until they needed it, which is you know I mean that's that's championship football. That's the problem with the Packers in general. I mean, certain games you see that you know twenty nineteen in particular, um, or I, I should maybe twenty twenty. I don't know, but we had that defense where whether they were having a good day or a bad day when they needed that critical third down the pass rush showed up right Zadarius Smith or whoever it happened to be showed up just in the nick of time but again the the critical critical part of the game that is when um, or not even part of the game the critical critical game itself there you go rams that's when things got a little little dicey you know like when you're in the playoffs and whatnot but we don't need to we don't need to rehash all that nonsense Again, I, I I know you guys have already seen this game, but I really, really hope. I, I, my son was asking me about it. I I I want. I don't just want the Rams to win. I, I want this to be an embarrassment for the 49ers. I want this to be similar to what happened to us when we played the 49ers a long time ago. And uh, no, I'm not over it. Not even a little bit over it, if you can't tell. Anyways, a little bit of uh, news and notesy type stuff. We kind of talked about, obviously, the uh, coaching shifts and all those kinds of things. Um, as was sort of expected, um, Mr. Butkus, who is, um, also a big part of, of what made our offensive line work so well, was promoted to the offensive line coach. So assistant to the offensive line coach becomes the offensive line coach. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a big Dwight Schroot level jump here. And so while the bears are off sniping our quarterback coach to be their offensive coordinator, we're taking the, um, Nephew of Bears legend Dick Butkus and making him uh, block Khalil Mack for us. So how's that work out for you? I'm okay with that trade. Anyways, what I think I want to do a little bit today is kind of spend some time um, theorizing. Kind of think through a couple different things. There's a lot of different things that are kind of hovering out there, and it, it really just kind of comes down to what makes the most sense. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know... Um, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams or or what all these rumors mean and which ones are real and which ones aren't. But we might as well have some fun with it. Man, this game is making me furious. The Rams are about to get a touchdown. Forcing passes, man. Can't be forcing passes. It's been like every team's undoing in these playoffs. Rodgers did it. Stafford did it through a pick. These guys get locked into their favorite guys, man. Anyways, the, one, the first thing I wanted to kind of start with is the idea that um, Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the Denver Broncos because they want to get Aaron Rodgers? Um, You know, I love a good conspiracy theory, but I just can't really see the rationale behind it. I really don't. I mean, I, I, on a very surface level, okay, fine. Right? If, if we don't think too much about it, it you, you could say, well, if you're Determined to get Aaron Rodgers, one of the best ways to do it would be to bring Nathaniel Hackett because he likes Nathaniel Hackett, and maybe that would help him make a decision to come to Denver. Several issues with that, though. Number one is it's just a what-if, right? It's just it's just what-if. There's no guarantees of any of this. How certain are you? you? You don't build a franchise... Around maybe this will help us get Rogers. That doesn't make any sense. Because if you don't, and if Rogers isn't even willing to entertain this, maybe he doesn't even want it, maybe there's you know what I mean? I mean, how 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 certain are you? Ten percent that this is gonna work and Rogers is gonna show up? And and if he doesn't show up then what? We have this guy that we didn't really want, but we just hired him anyways because we were hoping to get Rogers and now we're stuck with him. What are you gonna do? You gonna fire him? Like, oh never mind, Rogers didn't come and you're we didn't really want you here. And if we're saying, well, no, I mean, they, they really wanted him, but, you know, that's just a bonus. Well, if we're assuming they really wanted him, then why add the Rodgers thing? There's no reason to add the Rodgers thing. If we're assuming it, no, it's just a really good hire. He's a great offensive coordinator. He comes, you know, from the the Matt LaFleur system, which is a good offense. He's got a ton of experience with a whole bunch of different things. And it's the scheme that we want. It's It's the experience that we want. It's the personality we want. Okay, great. Then why are we talking about Rodgers? We don't need to add that piece if we assume that this is just a great offensive coordinator position and that's my issue. It doesn't really add up for me. And on top of that, do you really think they had a sit down conversation with Nathaniel Hackett during his interview? I mean, do you I mean, we they they posted some of the interview. You think they cut off the camera and are like, "All right, look, man, um I'm going to level with you. I uh we would love to have Aaron Rodgers here." You know, I'm sure we are, it obviously, you know, I'm sure you would too and all that. But um, you think uh, you think if you got the job, he would come over here like what, wh- where is he at right now? I mean, do you think that came up? I would bet it did not come up at all. So, you know, again, it, it doesn't necessarily hurt. I just I don't really buy it. It doesn't it just there's way too many question marks for me. Now, if Rodgers if if the Packers and or Rodgers decide we're not gonna do this, that does potentially give them a, a a leg up. But where I'm at with this whole Nathaniel Hackett to Denver thing is they hired him because they felt he was the best hire. And if they're stupid enough to hire a guy because it maybe gives them a chance to get Aaron Rodgers on their team for a couple of years. Then they deserve whatever pain and misery is coming their way because that's ridiculous. He's the head coach of your football team. He's not just it's not just Aaron Rodgers. He has to coach everybody. So um if you're wondering where I stand on that, that's where I stand on that. I I, I don't I don't see a whole lot there. The 49ers are just cheating all day. Are they just not gonna throw any flags? This is crazy. You had that dirty linebacker just headbutt Stafford in the back of the head like a like a battering ram. Jeez. Now you, now you got a special teams guy grabbing somebody's face mask and just dragging him down the field. I mean, I'm all for not, not throwing flags, but good Lord. Beyond that, I, I may as well update my opinion on is Aaron Rodgers staying or leaving. Um, I kind of talked about this before, right? Prior to us losing that game, I said it sounds to me like Aaron Rodgers is sticking around. Every available piece of information that I can see tells me that Aaron Rodgers is going to be sticking around. Um, after we lost, and everybody lost their mind and started talking about, you know, he's definitely gone and everything, I, I kind of bought into it for a minute. But when I stopped and reevaluated, I said, why? What what information do I have? I'm not saying it's not rational, right? And and you got Andrew Brandt, who's basically 100% certain he's going to be, well, not 100% certain, but he's he's been of the opinion. But But understand, his whole thing is if it's me. That's basically what he's saying. He says, I think so, but it's it's more or less from an if it's me standpoint, not as much from a um, I have inside information or this is what I believe based on what the Packers are doing or what they've been saying. And I just can't get over the fact that every bit of available information from the Green Bay Packers has been, yes, we want them back. Of course, we want them back. They've been saying that for 365 days now. Now they didn't give Aaron Rodgers the the contract he wanted that would have locked him up longer term. They they weren't that committed, but they said, "Yes, we want him back." And during the entire offseason, "Yes, we want him here. 100% we want him here." It's never been in doubt. They may have been a, a little bit of looking into the future when they drafted Jordan Love, but it was never, you know, he's out of here. We we can't stand this guy. Like the media is trying to make it out to be, it's just, you know, we're kind of heading in a direction. We got to see what we can do. Let's see what this kid can do. And again, you got the MVP seasons and it's like, "Oh yeah, okay. Well, this is, uh, this is the direction we're going. And then everyone starts talking about, oh, maybe he's gone. Maybe they're going to ship him off. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And the Packers are like, no, dude, he's staying. We're not. We're... Again, going so far as to make very specific statements about we're not idiots, I cannot imagine coming out and saying, why would we do that? We would be stupid to do that and then shipping him off. Now, the we're not idiots comment was was about a year ago or whatever, but even to this day, you got Matt LaFleur saying, listen, I don't know what the plan is. I'm not the GM, but I've been in a lot of meetings regarding Aaron Rodgers, and in and, and every single meeting, everybody's on the same page that we want Aaron Rodgers back. That has been his answer every single time he's been asked that question. And so unless we assume that they're lying, and and, and I fully acknowledge that they don't know right they have to try to work things out they got to work out contract structures and everything else but the point is they are going to attempt to i think the biggest the biggest reason a lot of people think Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone the, the thing that makes the absolute most sense even to me is the idea that it, it just kind of makes sense for the packers to want to just move on that it's just time with, with the uh, the way that the contract is set up with the uh, you know the expenses of it all we don't want to gut this team everywhere else just for Aaron Rodgers. Let's turn it over to Love and see what he's got. And if he can't do it, then I guess we'd try to draft a quarterback. Whatever. So we can rationalize it, but it, it it's beyond that. We're not even talking about that. The question is, is that their thought process? And the, the answer is no. Now, again, there are still going to be numbers that they have to figure out. You know, they they probably got to try to work things out with Devontae and see what they're going to be doing there, and they got to work. But the point is, and I'm, I'm fairly confident in this. Aaron Rodgers wants to come back. The Green Bay Packers want Aaron Rodgers back. What exactly that looks like, I don't know, but there has not been a single shred of data to tell me otherwise. Not one. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to retire. I think it's silly to think that he's going to demand a trade. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. He's talked about how happy he is to be here, how his relationship with with uh, Gutekunst and Mark Murphy and... Um, and, and Matt LaFleur and everybody is is great. I mean, with Brian Gutekunst in particular, he's talked about how that that relationship has really grown and how great that is. I just don't see where that would come from. Like, ah, I'm just tired of this. I think I'm going to go somewhere else. And remember, he doesn't 100% control where he goes. Now, the Packers don't either, because Rodgers can just say, no, I'm not doing that. I'd rather retire, right? That was that that hilarious Rob Gronkowski thing where I think, what was it? The, uh, the Patriots or something were trading him to... Uh, to Detroit, and he's like, "Oh no, you can't trade me. I retire." And then they canceled the trade or something. And then he went to Tampa or something like that. It's just so. So there is that, right? But he doesn't 100% control it. He can't just say, "I want to go somewhere." I don't think the Packers are contenders. I want to go somewhere that's contender. Where are you going to go? Contenders have quarterbacks. That's why they're contenders. Where are you going to go? You going to go to Pittsburgh? Really? That that absolute bleep show? Oh wait a minute, I can do this. That absolute sh- show. <laughs> my little thing has a bleep button here. Uh funny little story. I didn't actually say the word. I just wanted to push the button. So, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Um by the way, have I mentioned what I think of the uh of the San Francisco 49ers? Cuz I, I personally think and that they just those I'm sorry. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I won't do that anymore. I just I got a button now. I got to use the button. Just be glad I didn't get the one that was $350 more expensive than this one, because I would be doing like robot voice and auto-tune and all kinds of stupidity. So be grateful for that. Anyways, he's not going to Pittsburgh. That would be still, well, they have a defense. They ha- they have a guy. They got Watt. They've also got a dysfunctional wide receiver group, a completely uh, collapsing offense. I mean, that, that team is in rebuild mode. Not just hey, if we can drop a quarterback in here, I'm talking about we need to tear this thing down and and rethink this because this is a disaster. Where are you going to go? San Francisco? That would actually make sense if they could make that work, but Packers won't send you there, so that's out of the question. Where are you going to go? So, again, I'm just I'm just trying to think this through and figure out the best possible or the most realistic path. And and again. I get the whole, well, the Packers are going to move on. They can't afford them. I, I get that you say that, just like people freak out and say, we can't pay Jair, which, again, you guys got to stop saying that because we're going to pay Jair. I understand you don't know how they're going to be able to do it. I get that, but they're going to do it. Come on. That was a forward pass, you morons. It's not a touchdown. Don't even mess with me. But anyways, in continuation of all this, and again, it's it's they're all minor things. Any one of these things by themselves anybody could could look at this and go oh you you're you're reading a lot into that but it's just it's it's every single data point points in one direction and that direction is Aaron Rodgers isn't 100% sure what he's going to do the packers aren't 100% sure what they're going to do but they are both headed in the direction of trying to get this worked out and bring Rodgers back that is that has been every single data point let me read you a little bit of this article via Ian Rappaport Um, published January 30th. When Aaron Rodgers' season ended after a divisional round loss to the 49ers, he didn't hop on a jet and fly to Los Angeles. Frustrated and with his future hanging in the balance, the Packers quarterback stuck around in Green Bay. Sources say Rodgers stayed in the building for a few extra days to plot out the team's future, huddling with Coach Matt LaFleur and others and mapping out what's next. It left those in the organization with confidence moving forward that Rodgers will return for the 2022 season. couple of things. Again, granted, these are sources and everything else, so so take everything with a grain of salt. But again, everything's going in one direction. What's the first thing you notice? Both parties spending time trying to make sure we can figure this out. Rodgers is not, this, this is not even like last year, where Rodgers left angrily and all these negative rumors came out. Every single thing is just, yeah, we're going to work it out. We're, we're working toward a resolution. Um, you know, Rodgers is going to consider retirement and all of those other things. And maybe he'll retire. I don't know. But it's all working toward an amicable decision. And again, Rodgers, and this this is one of the biggest things. When Rodgers said that his relationship with Gutekunst was improving, let me assure you, under no circumstance is Rogers going to say that Brian Gudekunst and he are really starting to get along, while at the same time he thinks in the back of his mind that Brian still wants him out. He's only going to come to the conclusion that Brian Gutekunst is a good dude when he feels comfortable that Brian is telling the truth and saying that he wants him back. On top of all the other things, right? We want you here, and I'm going to demonstrate that to you by bringing in Cobb and doing all these other things and realizing that he's not working to get rid of him. He's working to help him win a Super Bowl. And not just now, but in the future. So again, it's it's an amicable relationship, and everybody's getting along. And after this is done, everybody's upset, but they're like, let's take some time, let's sit down, let's talk about the future. And at the end of this conversation, apparently the Packers left with a feeling that Rodgers would be back. So what does that mean? Well, if the team is planning on moving on from Aaron Rodgers, it would be kind of a weird thing for them to be like, I don't know, man, hopefully he's coming back. It kind of feels like it. Fingers crossed. Is that what they're going to say if they're if they're planning on moving a, a, away from Rodgers? Touchdown, sucker. Again, unless this is like the ultimate okey-doke, you know, just biggest long con, just hoping that Rodgers leaves, and then if he doesn't, it's like, all right, look, we we were... We were kind of lying this whole time. I, I really didn't think you were going to come back. I thought you were going to want out. Um, this whole thing about trying to go out and get guys to make you happy and all that, uh, apparently that was a my bad. We were we were hoping you were going to leave. Um, I appreciate you saying you want to come back. I appreciate you saying you're you're willing to rework this contract to get your cap down and all that. We actually had no intention of bringing you back, so... <laughs> Awkward. Uh, yeah, sorry, dude. Um, we're going to be moving on, so... We'll find you a great destination. I mean, again, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't find a scenario. There is a scenario when which Rogers decides that he wants to retire, but I don't really see that. Um, I, I do think that he needed um, the Packers, and that's probably largely what this meeting was about, which again, the meeting is about the Packers demonstrating to Rogers that he should come back. And I, I think that's what it was about. Rogers is like, all right, look, I know we're in a serious cap mess here. Um, I don't want to come back for a rebuild. Show me the path. And I think they probably laid it out, you know, not not entirely, because again, we got to see what Devontae's willing to do and all that stuff. And um, who knows? Maybe they just told him flat out, we don't think Devontae's going to stay. But hey, we're going to go get you a wide receiver for sure, man. Promise, we're gonna we'll figure it out. But I think that's what it was. I think the Packers are trying to sell him on on what the future holds, um, and and how we can reload and and go after it again. We'll see. I I, I think Rogers, um. I, I really think if he had won the Super Bowl, it would have been more likely that he retires than than, than now because he didn't win a Super Bowl, right? And and, and what is the selling point? That's kind of what I want to talk about, and maybe we'll just take a break and uh, and kind of dive into that. Again, we're just theorizing here, but what does that look like? What is that sales pitch to Aaron Rodgers? I don't think it's that bad. You know, you got Bears fans all over Twitter that are freaking out about you guys are heading for a rebuild because they don't know how what the word rebuild means, apparently. But the fact of the matter is the reason it's not a rebuild, it's not just because I'm a biased Packer fan and I don't want to acknowledge reality. The the reality is we're not moving in a new direction. We have an, a head coach. We have an offensive coordinator. Not a new one because our offense was trash, but because the offense was so good, our guy got hired away, so we're promoting somebody. Um, we've got a same defensive coordinator. We're not firing him, right? Kenny Clark on the defensive line is staying. Rashawn is still going to be here presumably somebody, whether it be Preston and or Whitney Merciless, probably going to be here. So the defensive line is still intact. I I tend to think Devondre is going to stay. We still have Stokes and Jair, which is presumably a very good cornerback duo. We for sure have Savage. We'll see about Amos. We're going to get David Bakhtiari back for the year. I'm not sure about Elton Jenkins when he's going to be able to be back. I don't really want to theorize about that too much. I'm pretty jaded by the whole David Bakhtiari thing, but then we got Josh Myers, who is a second round pick going into year two. We've got a very good running back duo. So so again, what are we rebuilding? We're gonna to have to cut some good players. But what exactly is the rebuild? You know, in my mind, if you're rebuilding, you're you're tearing it down and rebuilding because this isn't working and we need to go in a new direction. The Bears are going in a different direction. They hired Iberflus. He is a defensive coordinator. He's going to bring a different direction for this team entirely. They're running a whole new defense. Uh, defensive structure, new offense, new offensive structure, and so that means we're going to have to, it, it, regardless of the cap, we're going to shed a bunch of these players because they don't fit our new vision, and we're going to get new players that fit our new vision. When we hired Matt uh, uh, Matt Lafleur, that was a mini-rebuild. It, it went really fast, so it probably didn't feel much like a rebuild. Oh, that is horrible. Sorry, I'm watching the game. But it was, it's, it's a, it's a new direction with a new GM and a new head coach and a new vision. And we cut a bunch of guys and we brought in some new guys. Again, it happened really fast, but you know, this is what we need. And we went out and got it. And that was, that was technically a rebuild. Now we kept Rogers. So a lot of, and that's the thing when, when people say rebuild, what they're talking about is Rogers. Well, that wasn't a rebuild because you had Rogers. And if you get rid of Rogers, then you're in a rebuild. No, that's not what a rebuild is. But the point is that's, that's not a rebuild. Right. It's it's you might be losing some quality players that you usually wouldn't because of a cap situation, which, you know, is bad, but it's not a rebuild. And so, again, you know, and it is probably going to be somewhat of a tough decision for Rodgers. But at the end of the day, more so than is this team good enough to win or not or, or, you know, how much worse is this team going to be? It's really just a question of does he want to play? Because, again, I don't think he's going to say, well, I want to play, but just not for the Packers. I just don't buy it. I I don't see it. He doesn't have that many years left. He's not going to go off to, again, let's let's look at the teams and see which ones make sense. The Cardinals are not going to bring him on. Baltimore is not going to bring him on. Um, He would not want to go to Atlanta. Buffalo will not bring him on. Carolina is not a team he's going to want to go to. Cincinnati doesn't want him. The Packers won't trade him to Chicago. Cleveland, does he think that's a step forward? Because it's basically the exact same offensive system with a little bit more dysfunction. Um, so I don't think that makes a ton of sense. I bet the Packers would be willing, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is looking at that like, dude, we're going to win a Super Bowl if I go there. Uh, eh, I don't know about that, chief. Dallas just paid Dak, so I don't think that's going to happen. They don't have the money for that. That's going to be a touchdown, isn't it? Stupid Debo, get out of my face. Then you got Denver, which again is is the presumed best option, but again, Denver's not as good as Green Bay. They're just not. They don't all the pieces that I just listed. Does Denver have any of that? They don't. In fact, they got rid of guys like Von Miller and whatnot. Why? Because they were doing somewhat of a mini rebuild. And by the way, we're talking about possibly new ownership and everything else. So they're just going to be getting their footing. New, I mean, they're, even if they're familiar with Hackett, he's never been a head coach before. And they're bringing in a bunch of new guys, young guys, new ownership, new leadership. These guys are just trying to find their way and figure things out. Rogers doesn't want to be a part of that. Um, Detroit, Green Bay's not sending him there. Houston, Rodgers doesn't want to go there. Green Bay, he's already there. Indianapolis, maybe. Maybe Indy. If Rodgers wants to go to a team that's committed to the run, defense is not bad. I don't know that you can 100% say they're better than Green Bay, but if he just officially wants out and just can't stand it here and uh, thinks that they're maybe marginally better, okay. L.A., no. Jacksonville, no. Minnesota, no. Kansas City, no. New Orleans, no. Again, that's that's a team that's also going through a bit of a rebuild they they just uh, their coach just retired um they don't I'm not saying they're bad and maybe you can make a case for it I don't know if Green Bay would send them there because it's NFC the Raiders I don't think Rogers would want to go there the Giants are a disaster Chargers don't want them Eagles are a worse team I don't think Rodgers wants to go to Miami I don't know if Miami would want them Patriots maybe. I don't know if the Packers would want to do that. I don't know if Rodgers would want to do that. Seattle, no. New York Jets, no. Tampa Bay, oh, would that just be the worst? Again, the Packers wouldn't send them there, but that would just be the worst. Again, Pittsburgh, we already talked about that. Tennessee is similar to the Colts, maybe. So I, I the point is, there's just not a lot of options here. And, and what Again, if, if the theory is Rodgers wants to play, he just doesn't think Green Bay can do it, what's a better option? At best, Tennessee and the Colts are marginally better, and that's that's assuming that Rodgers goes there and plays at an MVP level outside of Matt LaFleur's system, which I know we don't want to admit that, that Matt LaFleur had anything to do with that. Matt LaFleur is, is, you know, some bumpkin loser head coach, and Aaron Rodgers obviously has been an MVP every single year. Matt LaFleur had nothing to do with that. And I just got lucky when I predicted that that may happen because, you know, that's how what happens with the scheme and all that? But he's going to go out it's outside of the scheme. He's going to be playing with new, uh, you know, coaches and players and all these different things. And, and there will be no regression, no learning curve, nothing. I don't know about that. So again, this is his best option. So in my mind, I'm ruling that out. He doesn't want to go somewhere else. The only reason he'd go somewhere else is if the Packers say, "I'm sorry, this isn't working." Or, you know, or they they just can't reach a compromise in terms of contract, but he wants to stay. But the Packers don't want to move on from him. In fact, I would be willing to bet that they already have a general structure figured out in terms of what it would take for him to come back, and Rodgers already knows what that is. The bigger question isn't so much, am I willing to take that amount of money? It's just, do I want to be a part of this team that's going to maybe take a, a quarter of a step back? And I think the answer to that question is ultimately going to be yes. So again, I, I, from what I've heard, oh my goodness, you just dropped that. That was a, yeah. it's not even a walk-in. He was in the end zone, a bunch of bums. It certainly seems to me that everybody's convinced he's going to be gone. I just can't make sense of that situation. I understand it's an option. It just, I don't, I don't see how that happens. So. But the one thing we're not talking about, and again, I want to get to this after the break, but the one thing we're not talking about is a scenario in which we come back and we're awesome. Can, can we, I mean, Bears fans are able to do it. They just hired our quarterback coach, and suddenly they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? Because Bear, Bears fans are stupid that way, right? They just, they just can't help them. They do anything. If they decide to, to uh, you know, trim the grass a little bit in the offseason, it's going to help them win a Super Bowl, according to them. It doesn't matter what they do. Everything they do is, is just the most brilliant, amazing thing in the world, and it's going to change everything. And, you know, right quarterback and coach, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. But yeah, we're sitting over here just thinking, which which version of suck are we going to get next year? We're either going to bring back Rodgers and gut the whole team and just be terrible, or we're going to get rid of Rodgers, keep everybody else, and be terrible because we don't have Rodgers. Like, or, <laughs> option C, we do what we do every year. You bring back a really, really good team, and you give it a run. Well, what's the point? The point is you do what everybody else does and you put together the best team you can and you try to win it. Because as I've said before, there's no curse. Rodgers isn't cursed. We just lost. Because sometimes guys have bad days and it sucks that Rodgers had one of his very few bad days against the 49ers. I know we don't want to accept that. There needs to be something deeper, like some kind of cosmic force in the universe that prevents Rodgers from beating the 49ers in the playoffs. But uh, I'm sorry to tell you that's fake. Sometimes teams just win and teams just lose. And that doesn't mean it has to happen every day in the future. So let's just focus on bringing the best team. And that's the thing. This this is really, I think we think too much about this. I think the Packers are looking at this very simply. We want the best team possible in 2022. And that team has Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Yeah, but what about the cap? What about, what are we going to do? They're like, dude, just chill. Don't worry about it. We got it. Well, you're going to have to cuddle. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we, we've been saying that for many, many months. I mean, Gutekunst has said that. We're going to have some tough decisions next year we got some tough work to do ahead of us next year. They already know. They already, they've got a pretty good idea who's already gone. right? Oren Burks has already packed up all his stuff. It's kind of weird, but he just he put that on, uh, on Twitter the other day. Zadarius has basically already said goodbye. Yes, there's some tough things coming, but the Packers' goal next year is to do what they do every year and what they do successfully every year, which is put together a really good football team. That's what they do. And you know what? They're probably going to be able to do it again. And you know what? They're probably not going to win a Super Bowl. Not because they're cursed, but because, I don't know, the same reason the Chiefs didn't win this year. Well, because they suck or because they're cursed. No, dude, because it's football. Because it's almost impossible to win a freaking Super Bowl. It's really, really hard. Even if you have a good team. Tampa, really good team. Why didn't they win? Well, maybe there's some weird curse out there that's floating. Maybe the deal that Brady made with Satan... um, Kind of expired, and and now he's gonna have to, you know, Satan's gonna collect. Watch for Tom Brady to vanish into the earth. Maybe the the Titans lost because Derrick Henry, um, he th- with his injury history, and and then at 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 home when the moon is at a forty five degree angle from the left hash of the the twelve yard line is it uh uh uh, uh dude I Bengals won that's 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 what happened Bengals beat the Chiefs. It doesn't mean even that the Bengals are better than the Chiefs. They just won. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes it just ain't that deep, man. It's all we got to do. And again, it drives me nuts that Bears fans are better than, at this than we are. They get a little stupid with being excited about stuff, but we can't even get excited about it. Like, hey, we're going to have a good team next year. Like, no, we're not. What's the point? So anyways, let's take a break. Let's explore a couple options here. And I don't just mean like who stays and who who goes, but like what what could we do? What What can we what are the options here? Anyways, remember to check out A Modern Frontier. If you're looking to get a big old box of frozen meat. I made the, uh, the chuck roast. Didn't get to have a ton of it so far. Plus, with this sickness, I can't taste very much. I know, I know. You got COVID. I get it. Sometimes it happens with a cold. Just leave me alone. But maybe it's COVID. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows these things? Bottom line is, I don't want to... That's a penalty. Get up. I don't want to uh be commenting on the game in the middle of an advertisement. Seriously, that's a clean hit. That is as clean of a hit as there could possibly ever be. I'm not wasting meat when I can't taste it. That's the point, okay? Oh, dang, is that Debo? But um, if if you are thinking about getting some steaks, chicken, pork, whatever, fantastic prices, check out dot modernfrontier.com. Also, do not forget about our boy over at uh, on the Twitters, Drew, uh, Mr. Draft Hobbyist. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, to uh, Stephen Davis, Chris Moradian, and the anonymous donor, all of whom have uh, donated in the last four days or so. But uh, we are up to $3,537 to help Drew get his seizure service dog. So again, we're going to continue to uh, chip away at that, and hopefully we can, we can get that all sorted out. But uh, why don't we take a break, and we'll be right back. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so I guess all I'm really doing here is just kind of, I don't want to say I'm doing a mock draft. Don't, don't leave me. It's not really the point. But let's just think about it for a second because Brian Gutekunst has done a fantastic, I know, you're, oh, you're always obsessed with Brian Gutekunst. He's done a good job. Right? I mean, whether it's the the draft picks from Rashawn Gary to Jair Alexander to Elton Jenkins, whether it's the, you know, high-dollar guys that we go out and get like Zadarius Smith, like, uh, I guess, Adrian Amos. He's more of a mid-tier guy, but, you know, kind of a big name. Or the, the smaller time contributors like Devondre Campbell and Razul Douglas. Again, he, he just works with what he has and makes magic out of it. Next year, we've got another draft on top of another year of, of development because, well, the rookies don't always pan out, whatever. It's their first year. Well, first of all, sometimes they do. But beyond that, we got some second-year guys and third-year guys. And so, again, we're, we're going to assume Aaron Rodgers is coming back. We know we've got a pretty stacked running back group. What I've seen in a lot of areas um, is that potentially the deepest part of this draft is tight end. So even if it's not a first round tight end, it's one of those situations where you could potentially get a second, third round guy that's a very, very talented guy that could potentially be. You know, you get a third round guy that would have been an early second in in a different draft, just because of how deep it is. The wide receivers. This this is a Packers, just an absolute dream. And 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 again, I don't want to get your hopes up for nothing, but there is no rule that says the Packers will not take a wide receiver in the first round. There may be a uh, general lack of um, interest in wide receiver, at least compared to some other teams. Whether that be right or wrong, that, that is possibly the reason they haven't been doing it. But again, even that we know isn't necessarily true. The, we, we know that they were very interested in Justin Jefferson, but the Vikings stole him, so we weren't able to get him. But there's going to be, um, again, even if we can work it out with Devontae, and I don't know that we can, but even if we can, you, you got to wonder if about MVS, Alan Lazard, Equanimius St. Brown, Randall Cobb, Et cetera, et cetera, right? We're we're probably losing, no matter what, not even probably, we're definitely losing some wide receivers. And so the point is if Devontae leaves and we get to keep the other guys, we need a legit wide receiver. If Devontae stays, we're gonna lose some other guys. We're gonna need probably some talent and some depth. And when you look at the wide receivers in this class, again, this is a Green Bay Packers wide receiver crew. You look at guys like Drake London, six foot five, two hundred and ten pound. You look at a guy like Traylon Burks. Six foot three, two twenty five. I mean, you you want your own little Debo Samuel. You want a uh, a, a guy that's athletic after the catch and is just going to smash into some people. Dude, Traylon Burks is so much fun to watch, and he's just he's just got that body type. I mean, he's actually significantly bigger. Debo is 5'11", 214. This guy's six three, two twenty five. I mean, as much as they love Alan Lazard, there's just a pile of Alan Lazards out there. There's just a pile of them. You know, even even David Bell at six foot two, two oh five. I mean, that's not a small guy. George Pickens out of Georgia, 6 foot 3, 200 pounds. Jalen Tolbert is 6 foot 3. And regardless of the body type you're interested in, I mean, if you're just talking the first 3 rounds, you got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 uh 13 14, about 14 prospects in the first 3 rounds just wide receivers. Who made the rule that we can't get excited about the 2022 season? Who made the rule that we can't finally start daydreaming about what this offense could be with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and a legit number two wide receiver? That second freakish scary guy? Who says we can't start daydreaming about that? Our own Debo Samuel with Traylon Burks? A legit slot replacement? Or just that big body Drake London on the outside? Who says we can't talk about picking up Trey McBride in the second round? Or Jalen Weidermeyer? Trey McBride, man, I and look, he doesn't play for the the biggest the best team in the world Colorado or whatever but this guy's grades in 2018 he didn't play very much 50 overall grade 2019 83.6 overall grade with 560 yards and four touchdowns 12.4 yards per reception 2020 it goes up to an 86.2 overall grade and then 2021 where he played the most 94.7 overall grade 95 receiving grade 1125 yards 12.4 yards per reception. Somehow only had one touchdown in there. That's, that's really just kind of goes to show the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's 6 foot 4, 260. He's not small. But I mean, he's he's a between the the 20s guy. But um he's also a guy that that's going to line up primarily in line. He he did line up primarily in line. He was only in the slot um 20% of the time. He was lined up out wide 10% of the time. So 30% of the time he was lined up outside of, uh, out wide, 69.3% of the time he was lined up in line, which again, I mean, yeah, we want him to be a receiver. He is. 90.8% of the time when he was on the field, he's running routes on on passing plays as opposed to staying in and pass blocking. But the point is, he did stay in, in, in line as that kind of a guy like the Packers like to do. We like to come up there. We like to get heavy. We like to get big. But we still want a guy that's going to break from that and go run routes. Okay, but can he block? 70 overall run blocking grade, 76 overall pass blocking grade. He allowed zero pressures the entire season on um, how many pass blocking? It was only 27, but zero. 27 times he was pass blocking, not once did the guy get to the quarterback. Who says we can't get excited about this stuff? Or how about this? Offensive line. Offensive line. Let's consider a world in which Aaron Rodgers isn't under constant duress, because let's face it. When the team falls apart, why is it? And, and, and Coach Hahn and, and Sam talked about this. And it's not, you know, we didn't even really need Coach Hahn for this. We knew this. I, I've been saying this every single time I, I do a podcast where, you know, whether it's a Bears or a Vikings or whatever podcast, they bring me on. They're like, how, how, how are we going to beat the Packers? I said, it's simple. Pressure Rodgers. And if you can, if you can pressure Rodgers with just your front four, it's game over. The, the bottom line is win up front. Don't let us run the ball. Make us one-dimensional. Bring pressure. Game over. If you can't do that though, you're probably not gonna win. And so, yeah, the, the fact that we went up against the 49ers and we didn't have David Bakhtiari and we didn't have Elton Jenkins and we had a bunch of guys that were allowing them to get pressure with four, and we were having a hard time running the ball because, you know, even though we have talented running backs, they're not great run blockers, build up that offensive line. Rodgers had time for most of the season, which is why he was an MVP again, just like the last two years. He's playing at a really high level, largely because despite the lack of talent, he had a bunch of time behind the line of scrimmage. But when you go up against that team that can break through that, we're in trouble. So go get some more studs. Picture that. Maybe we don't go out and get a tight end or or a wide receiver. I mean, we're going to get some, but I'm talking early picks. But just think what a, what a just freakishly dominant offensive line would do. Think how much work Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have to do to get yardage. I love those guys, and they do a really good job, but they're not working with much. The vast majority of the time, A.J. Dillon gets two yards and drags him for an additional three. Aaron Jones, a lot of times, has to make magic happen, either behind the line of scrimmage, doubling back, working to the outside. He finds that one little crease and makes it work. But most of the time, he just goes down because there's nowhere to go. Imagine these guys with some road-grading offensive linemen. And that's just the offense. We're, we're just talking about the offense. We're just talking about going out and getting a guy like Trevor Penning or Darian Kennard or Bernhard Raymond. Or an interior guy like Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M or Zion Johnson out of Boston College, which would be a nice little reunion for him and uh, uh, A.J. Dillon, assuming they were there at the same time. I have no idea, and I'm not going to look it up because it's not actually that interesting. But that doesn't even include the defense, right? Talked about it yesterday. We need better. There need to be better. You know, you got some talent, but you got to be better. Who did Sam bring up that he really, really wanted, but seems somewhat unlikely that he's going to fall? Jordan Davis, Right. Well, according to this, Jordan Davis is ranked 18th. Couple things. A guy that's ranked 18th is not a guy that's ranked fifth, meaning it's not actually impossible that a guy who's ranked 18th can fall to where the Packers are or that the Packers would trade up. If he falls to 21st or 22nd, you think the Packers wouldn't be considering um, going after a guy like Jordan Davis? Six foot six, 340 pounds. Or how about his counterpart over at Georgia, Devontae Wyatt? Six foot three, 315 little bit of a better pass rusher. I'm sure Sam's probably screaming at me uh, about that comment, but just going off of stats, Sam, sorry. You have to forgive me for that. I have nothing else to go off of. But this dude's got a 90 overall grade, and he, he's projected as like a second-round pick. 90 overall grade, uh, 26 pressures, 263 attempts. He's right at 10%, but uh, 82 overall run defense grade, andy has got a good pressure grade. Four years of grading out real well. His last year was his best year. I love all this stuff. Big program, great defense, championship-level play, consistency over four years. Best year was his last year. High floor, high ceiling, right? Worst game was a 56. That was his only grade below a 60. That's I love seeing that. Consistency throughout the season. He's also got two grades in the 90s, so it's not as though he can't have any just breakout-dominant games. Everything about it. And and beyond that, what's what... So, so okay, so we've gone through the draft, we've got some pieces, we brought back some guys, and this doesn't even include the option that, you know, obviously Devontae maybe is gone, which isn't great, but if he is gone, there's also the possibility that we tagged him and traded him. So that comes with an additional pick and probably a relatively high pick. And if we do end up trading Rodgers, which I know there's no, there's no scenario I can paint for you that's going to make you feel comfortable. Dude, can you guys catch an interception when it hits you in the hands, Ramsey? What are you even bragging about, you dummy? I hate that. I hate that. It was a first down throw. They're going to work their way down the field. You had a walk-in touchdown, and you're going to strut around like you did something. I almost want the 49ers to get a touchdown on this because you're such a dummy. But if Rodgers does end up getting moved for, for picks or whatever the case may be, the case that I can make for dominance, although granted the one position is going to move backwards pretty significantly, although we don't know what that will be or what Love will be able to do, but think about what I said at wide receiver which, by the way, if Rodgers leaves Devontae, we can pretty much give him the bag, so there's a good chance he stays, and we can get some wide receiver help, and we can get some offensive line help, and early offensive line help, by the way. So there's almost no scenario that doesn't result in the Green Bay Packers improving this team fairly massively. Even if Rodgers leaves, that, that there's there's no reason to believe that everything else doesn't get... Our ability to run the ball is going to be stupid. And block for Jordan Love, who once again, in that Chiefs game, The amount of pressure that guy was under, I don't know how good he's going to be, but I have a feeling he'll be a little bit better if he can have, you know, a third of a second. So the point is, I don't know what the future holds, but I think we're panicking too much because we don't know the plan. They have a plan. There's going to be some tough decisions, but at the end of the day, regardless of the tough decisions, this is not a rebuild, as I said. Regardless of what tough decisions we have to make, we're not rebuilding because we currently have a very good football team. We currently have a lot of talent and a lot of young talent, and we're going to continue to build and develop our young talent. And we're going to continue to do what we do, which is bring back the best possible team, build on that team, make that team even better, and go on to do the best you can do to fight for another Super Bowl. And, and and listen, I understand we're still probably a little raw about that game, but this is the off season, And the, the point of the offseason is to get excited about the future. This draft class has stars in it. I don't know who they are. I don't know what positions they're in. But I know we got a guy who's got his eye on some people that he's really excited about. There's also potential for some free agents and probably some surprises in terms of who's going to be coming back and who's not. The Packers are not defeated. Ryan Gutekunst is not defeated. They're not planning a rebuild. Anyways, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. You folks have yourselves a wonderful day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.